This is Cynthia Schur with The Ground Floor, JPR's segment on entrepreneurial businesses in the state of Jefferson. You can find us online at jeffexchange.org. So all businesses began because somebody had an idea, and they ran with that idea. Today's guest is Nathan Miller, founder and president of Rentech Direct. And you can hear that as Rent Tech Direct, and that will give you some hints as to what he does. Um, I found out about Nathan's company by reading the Southern Oregon Business Journal, and you should definitely subscribe to that, published by Jim Teese. Like many entrepreneurs, Nathan started his business on the side when he had another job and then turned it into the company he runs today. So welcome, Nathan. Thanks so much for being our guest today on the ground floor. Hi. Thanks, Cynthia. I appreciate the invitation. Great. So so tell us how that um, side business got started and you know what what problem were you trying to solve there yeah i was uh, i was working a full time job at the time and uh, through that job i had purchased a few properties and uh, so i became the landlord and property manager for those properties and uh, it turns out uh, managing properties is a lot of work especially <laughs> when you have a full time job <laughs> so um so i was uh, feeling a little overwhelmed disorganized um and uh, needed to discover something in order to uh, make myself a little bit more efficient. And uh, that's where uh, I thought of the idea of creating a software application that later became Rentech Direct to uh, help me save time, become more and more efficient. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that, that you were able to make more efficient through technology? I mean, I think of property management as a lot of times very hands-on. Yeah, think of everything related to the paperwork behind property management. Almost all that can be automated as well as all the payment processing um, and everything related to taxes. And those were the things that were bugging me uh, and taking my time. And so I wrote an application that fully automated everything. Uh, basically, at tax time, it's as simple as you know printing one report, turn it into my CPA, and it's done. Whereas it used to be, you know, a shoebox of receipts and uh, Excel sheets and lots of paperwork to go through. It just simplified that whole process. Wow, that's a that's a huge improvement, uh, big upgrade over the shoebox. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our listening audience, can you kind of paint a picture of, you know, who uses your software and you know, the why is getting more apparent. But you know, just who who is using it? Who's a, who's your ideal customer? Yeah, our customers are any landlord or property manager that's uh, renting properties. If if you have a renter, then our software is ideal for you. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, self-managed uh, uh, properties, uh, apartment complexes and such, uh, and uh, then also professional property managers who are managing properties on behalf of other property owners. Our software is designed perfectly for them. So even if somebody just owns one property, uh, is it cost-effective to use your software, or do you need to be somebody who's a landlord and has, you know, 10 or 20 holdings? Uh, yeah, the, the base price for the software is around $45. Uh, and our goal with our software is we're always saving people enough time to afford the software. Um, and my goal is, is we should be saving them at least 10 times that. So my promise to all of our customers is, is uh, we're going to save you 10 times what you pay us, even if you only have one property. So, so that's interesting because that's probably a really dispersed and you know somewhat fragmented customer base. How do you reach your customers? How do you get the word out about Rentech? We, it's all online. We're what's called a SaaS or software as a service company. Mm -hmm. And so all of our customers come to us uh, online. There's a few, you know, word of mouth. Uh, actually, that's been happening more recently. But uh, our company started online and continues to receive probably 90% of our new business from mostly it's uh, 
these days from the educational content that we're putting out into the world, that filters back to us as new customers who arrive through our educational content. Oh, interesting. So you're giving something away in, in, and people start seeing the value of what you do? Yeah, we're, we're educating the industry on how to be better landlords, how to be better tenants. And through that, people see us as an industry leader and they look to us when they're looking for a software solution. Mm-hmm. And so where are most of your customers? Are you mostly West Coast based? Do you have to um, look at different laws in different states in order to make your software work for, for customers out of state? Where, yeah, where we're nationwide. Oh. Yeah, so we have customers in every state in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we're based here in Grants Pass, but uh, our customers uh, are all over the place. Uh, laws and taxes are definitely a challenge for any online business these days, and that's uh, one of the things that we've definitely had to overcome over the years and figure out. Yeah, I bet. You know, these days tech companies can be located anywhere and have national reach, but uh Tell us, you know, this is a this is a podcast that talks to businesses in the JPR listening area. Tell us what's special about getting to run a business in Grants Pass. Oh, I mean, this is the perfect place to live. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to say it. Uh, I, I talk to people all the time who, you know, move here and they're like, why didn't I find this place earlier? Just because it's a beautiful environment uh, to live, to raise a family, um, and also run a business. Fortunately... Today, with uh, the internet the way it is and how you can have your data hosted globally, uh, but still run your business in, you know, little old Grants Pass, um, it's uh, it, it's perfect because we're able to combine the livability of the area plus the access to the technology we need to do it. Interesting. So are you able to attract talent locally or do you have a lot of, uh, is, is a lot of your team working remote? Uh, everyone's here. Uh, everyone works right out of this office here in Grants Pass. And, uh, you know, over the years, it has been a little bit challenging to get, especially some of the technical uh, positions. But uh, we've been in business now, uh, you know, since uh, 2009. And through that period of time, uh, we've put together a really core group. And they've all stuck with us, um, you know, by, you know, we have a a fun place to work, uh, a good atmosphere, and uh, the the valley, which uh, keeps people here, I feel like. so. Mm, That's great. So... Tell us a little bit about the bridge from, you know, starting this company on the side uh, to really growing the company. What what did it take for you to gain momentum and be able to uh, start the company on your own? Yeah, it really was just a hobby. It started out as a hobby, and then, uh, you know, I made it available for free uh, online, you know, just as a free tool for other people like me, um, small landlords. And it kind of, you know, blew up pretty quick because there were, suddenly were hundreds of people using this free software. So I had a good head start there with, like, a, you know, hundreds of people already using it. So I was able to pivot those hundreds of people into paying customers a couple of years later by adding more features and hiring support and such like that. And uh, from there, it was uh, just getting the word out online so people could find us. And in the early days, that was a lot easier. And it got a lot harder as we started getting competitors in the market and other other markets trying to get into our market. It started getting a lot tougher down the road. You're listening to The Ground Floor on Jefferson Public Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Schur, and I'm speaking with Nathan Miller, who is the founder and president of Rentech Direct. You can find this podcast on jeffexchange.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Nathan, you started to talk about how... Uh, 
how more competitors got into your space. Tell us how you distinguish yourselves from other people, from other companies that are uh, coming up with tech solutions for property owners. Yeah, one of the big things about us is I like to call us an organic company because we've grown 100% on our own merits. Uh, we've never taken out a loan or accepted investment, um, it, so we get to make all the decisions ourselves. And I feel like that's done us a huge service in the industry because we've been able to choose our employees and our customers first rather than having to make decisions based on what our shareholders need. And that's also allowed us to make the choice to invest more back into the company to make the product better and to make our customers happier. So I think that is a major contributor to our success and why our customers are so happy. And um, it, you know, we through that we've been able to maintain an entirely U.S.-based support team um, and train them exceedingly well. So when any of our customers contact us. Uh, they get the answer they need. And not just the answer about our software, but our customer service is trained in the industry itself, in the property management industry. So they can bounce other ideas by them as well beyond just the a software question. You know, that's that's really interesting. So you've been able to to self-fund and grow and stay true to your values and what you wanted to develop for your company then. Yes, exactly. So what advice do you have for budding entrepreneurs or or for those who are struggling after many years of running a company who haven't quite yet hit their, their sweet spot? Any advice? Uh, you know, I, I think everyone has to, you know, do do what they love. If, if, uh, if you're starting a company, I hope you love what you're starting. Uh, if it's like me, I love software development. Um, I love having employees around me physically in the same building. And uh, it, and I think that's really, really important is anyone in business, either if they're struggling uh, or if they're just starting, uh, that holds true no matter what, because most businesses aren't going to succeed if the leader of that business doesn't absolutely love going to work every day. Right, right. I remember uh, reading Paul Hawken years ago who used to say that, you know, you need to be your customer. And, you know, you have the most insight when you're your own customer and you understand what what problems you're trying to solve. And it sounds like you were your own customer at the beginning. <laughs> That's how it all started. <laughs> right, right. So I, I understand that uh, like work-life balance is, you know, really important to you at the company. And uh, most startups have a really tough time achieving that and not working 24-7. So what's your secret? Well, uh, you know, my secret is just I have an edict that, you know, no one works more than uh, 40 hours a week, uh, including myself. We, uh, we need to go home to our families and we need to go out and have fun on the weekends. And that's just a rule. Um, it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't start that way. You know, when I started Rentech Direct, um, I would wake up at like three in the morning and I'd start my work day at three in the morning just because I was so, so excited to create the next tool or upgrade something. Um, and so I was working three to, you know, eight and then I'd go to my next eight hour job and then I'd come home and probably do Rentech a little bit more. But, uh, you know, once it turned into a real company and I was able to uh, hire employees and distribute the load a little bit, I was able to um, fix my work-life balance as well. Oh, bravo for making the shift. I think that's a that's a tough pivot to make. Um, and, and it sounds like you're really sticking to it. Um, that's great. Where do you see your company three years from now? Well, we've been on a really steady path. We, we grow, uh, you know, roughly 25 to 30% every single year, which is a really comfortable growth rate for us. Uh, so from a growth perspective, uh, we're going to keep doing that. Um, I don't expect uh, explosive growth and I don't expect a decline. Uh, you know, we're, I'm going to expect the, uh, the same pattern we've been doing. 
But uh, from like a product uh, side, um, I feel like we're going to keep innovating and finding ways to save our customers time because um, really that's, that's what we're all about. And that's why I did this is if there's a way that, you know, I can, you know, me or one of our developers can spend a couple days writing a really cool tool and then that saves every one of our 10,000 customers like, you know, even if it's 10 minutes a month. Um, the magnitude of savings that we've just like provided to our entire customer base is huge, and it exceeds you know the two days we spent writing something by probably ten thousand fold over a year or two. So um, we've got lots of ideas. Uh, you know, we're going to roll in, uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to do that. <laughs> well, I like that math. Anytime you you know can save your your customer even ten minutes, but you multiply that by the thousands of customers you have, um, the world just got a lot more efficient. Yeah, I love looking at it that way, too. I understand that you've also been on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing private companies list six years in a row. Are you going to make it to seven or eight or nine or ten? Uh, I know they make us keep that secret until mid-August, which is like oh. a few weeks away. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm not allowed to say, but I have really high hopes um, <laughs> that we'll be on the list for the seventh year and the eighth year. Um, it's a it's a pretty big honor to make the list that many times just because it's such a it's a tiny fraction it's like five percent of companies that ever make the list which is only one percent of companies in the first place you know make it that many times so I feel very honored that we've been able to make it that many times. Well, congratulations! I'm sure that it's not only an honor but it was a lot of hard work by you and your entire team to get there. Yeah, the team is amazing. I give them all the credit. Oh well, that's great. Um, so. Just give us a, a little preview. What's a cool project you're working on right now? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you when we just finished um, okay. because it's still brand spanking new, uh, and that's our AI listing generator. And it's our first introduction into any sort of AI. And uh, we're using GPT technology to help our customers save time again um, by taking the work out of writing a listing because everyone, every time one of our customers has a vacancy, they need to write a listing to make it an attractive place, you know, for someone to want to move into. Well, now all they have to do is push a button and nine times out of 10, the results are better than what usually someone will spend the time to write themselves. So they're getting a better ad um, for, you know, one, oh, well, it takes about 15 seconds um, instead of 15 minutes to create an ad now. So we're really excited that we just rolled that out. Oh, that is so cool. I've played some with ChatGPT and other kinds of AI, and it's just it's just amazing what it can do. And to to be so creative as your company has been to fold that into to your service is really, um, boy, what a gift to people. That, that will be a great feature. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Anything we can do to save them time. Thanks for sharing about Rentech with us, Nathan. It's been great talking to you today. This is The Ground Floor on the Jefferson Exchange. You can find us online at jeffexchange.org or subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.